Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a really fantastic guest for you today, Dr. Salomon, and she's an. Hi, sorry, my name is Zion. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Zion, and she is a physician and her background is. Despite being in medicine, she's going to talk to us all about being a writer, a physician writer, and she's got this fantastic work that's coming out that we're going to talk all about. And today's talk is going to be elevating people's consciousness, spirituality, uh, emotional resilience, and I'm happy to bring individuals on the cutting edge such as Zion to the show. So welcome, Zion. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I know we had connected uh, through Podmatch, and and uh, like I said, I love people that are doing things against the mainstream. So tell people your story and we'll dive right into it. Okay. So yeah, I'm an internal medicine physician. I grew up in Pakistan and then I took the USMLE like everyone else. I did my residency here and I became a locums doctor. And um, I had always, I think since 15 years old, I'd been reading about global warming and climate change. And my heart was always into helping the environment. So in 2017, when the U.S. left the U.S. Climate Accord, when the Paris Climate Accord, I was just like, what just happened? Because that was a huge thing. And we, the U.S. started undoing a lot of the things it had, it had done, like the carbon tax even. So before I knew it, like ideas started bubbling up in my brain. And it, it was even more than that. It was like this flood of ideas every night after work. And... I would like watch TV, but I was actually just staring at it and I was getting my own ideas. And finally I'm like, well, what is going on? Maybe I should start writing. And I started writing and it just poured out of me. I started writing about a dystopian future that I was seeing based on all true climate change predictions. And this is back in 2018. And then I realized things in reality are happening faster than the people had predicted it to be. So, for example, you know, we, we thought the Amazon forest would burn maybe in the 2040s. No, a lot of it already burned. You know, stuff like that started happening. And my book, which was supposed to be a dystopian rant, took me through my own spiritual journey. I wasn't aware of all the religious trauma I had uh, growing up in a Islamic country and the way, you know, women are treated differently from men, even little girls. So that sort of started being processed while I was writing this. And then it took a spiritual turn. And I don't know if a lot of people know this. The word spiritual comes from spiral ritual. <laughs> and I didn't mean to write about spirals, but they just put themselves in the book. I think maybe it's a phenomenon some people experience. And it became really spiritual. And at the end, it, it changed me. The book is now called With Love from Planet B. Initially, it was just called Planet B, but it changed me so much. And it taught me about love the deeper I went. And the whole time I was writing it, I kept getting this like message, like, go deeper, go deeper. So I kept going deeper. It's I think it's a good book. It's getting some really good reviews, including reviews not from my friends, <laughs> which mean the most. And uh, I would love for people to pick it up. It is a little different, though. It's it's not your usual, you know, it's not a murder mystery. 
or like an action thriller suspense. It, it really is um, something that starts off with very real predictions that are already happening. Some have already happened and then kind of takes you through your journey. And what, what is it really to be human and to spiritually evolve? You know? Yeah. Well, really fantastic. Cause um, I have another, I had another um, podcast guest who actually, actually wrote for therapy. She's also a physician, Dr. Deborah Blaine. You can check out that episode, but um, you know, she actually wrote, medical fiction similar to michael Crichton or um or you know like john grisham in the legal realm and just kind of as therapy way to consolidate thoughts and sounds like you're doing the same which is um kind of interesting but it sounds like yours was more like a spiritual and then yours is um kind of uh maybe the you know universe writing through you which is uh i encourage all the audience to go check it out it's with love from Plan and be on Amazon. Uh, definitely get that a check. And then, so kind of um, the spiritual awakening journey and writing this novel. You mentioned your own awakening, and can you share more about this oh, yeah. transformation and how it parallels the journey of your characters? Oh yeah, sure, definitely. the The biggest and the main spiritual awakening was um, so. Just for a little background, I I just want to explain to people who I am. I am basically almost like a hermit. And this book turned me into even more of a hermit. I've always been introverted, like low interest in relationships, no marriage, no kids. And I think that allowed me to, especially living alone day after day and meditating and thinking about these topics, it allowed me to go really deep. But I, in one of my meditative states, I just started seeing um, all what I would call would be truths. I started seeing them in my mind's eye. And before I knew what like spiritual community has all sorts of names for them. I was just like, what am I doing? I started calling it thought work. I would see thoughts and I would try to balance the ideas in my mind and the visions I was seeing would then align and they would become beautiful. And they would then sort of confirm to me like, yes, we're real. We are the truth. And the biggest one that I saw I saw love. I was not expecting this at all. And I know how it comes across like, what? This is getting all lovey-dovey. No, it's not that type of a love. I literally saw how everything is made of love, like on a very, very quantum scientific level. And mm -hmm. I saw these lines flowing it. Um, that was one of the things that I'm still like trying to figure that out. But let's see, the characters in the book one is a future climate refugee from Pakistan, and the other one is an American atheist. And the, the one who's a climate refugee, she grew up, you know, with the Taliban and extremists in the camps and religion was sort of beaten into her. And um, when they grow up, they're living in this future where the corporate corporations have taken over the world. The corporate nation is called the free one world nation or free own, which is supposed to be like an oxymoron. <laughs> And they're working on research at, on teleportation, and they've just achieved teleportation. So she becomes, is supposed to be the first teleporter. They basically end up discovering planet B, but it turns out that to get there is not so easy because they have to earn their way in. Uh -huh. And in doing so, they learn some very disturbing truths about our reality and where we're headed to in terms of the spiritual realm and, and, and how Earth has been quarantined from all the other entities and, and planets out there. So the, 
my the first character zara she goes through like this spiritual experience where she falls back on her religious upbringing and she sees the religious ancient religious figures all the way from buddha to jesus moses muhammad and um david yeah. and then lex who's the atheist she has a completely different experience she's like breaks down into her dna where she is first in the quantum and then she's literally the endonuclease enzyme that works in the dna but all of these things have stories so she's living out a story at that subcellular level where she has to make decisions of what to do and then she's like at the cellular level there's a whole medical fiction type where uh, she fixes her own immune system disease by the decisions she makes as an immune cell <laughs> <laughs> i know this this part is a little cute but i love it and um then she has this one chapter where she's in her brain and what's happening is you know she's she's facing some disturbing things about herself she's learning how how to face all those difficult aspects and she's actually having a pineal gland experience but i don't spell that out in the book so a lot of a lot of things are just left um up to the reader those who know more might read more into it yeah and if you do then yes that's point <laughs> and those who don't yet know about those things will still gain a lot of value but there are all these little easter eggs and little hints dropped throughout the novel for people who have read a lot of spiritual books and they'll be like oh i think she's talking about this yeah yeah, yeah. really really fascinating it's really inspired me to go you know check it out and um and then also you know read it and one thing is this uh how did your background in internal medicine and interest in quantum physics influence the narrative oh yeah well, i was a nerd i was like <laughs> i still love learning right now but when i was in my 20s in med school i i would still want to read like stephen hawking brief history of time i think i read that twice and i underlined it trying to understand it so i i even now I have a couple of books on quantum physics. I really try to understand, you know, the experts say no one can say they really understand it because they're lying. So I'm not going to say I understand it, uh -huh. but um, yeah, that had to be in there as because everything is energy at the end of the day, internal medicine. So I was one of those residents or should I say medical students who loved everything. If I was learning the eye, I wanted to be an ophthalmologist. If I was studying the ENT, I wanted to be an ENT doctor, you know, everything. I just loved it. So I think internal medicine is a good place for me to be. And yeah, I found myself writing about DNAs and, and the immune system. I love the immune system and studying about it. So I put these little facts that are true facts that are just mixed in with the story. It was so much fun to write, I have to tell you, especially <laughs> speaking to another doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you follow up. Is this like your only book or, you know, if this is kind of like, it sounded like, um, you know, I'm not sure whatever this universe or law of attraction kind of, you know, wrote it through you. And you talk about predictions coming through and relevance of spiritual messages. So my question is, you know, because I'm kind of a empath intuitive. So sometimes I'll get like insights and, um, you know, I have to act on these hunches. But, you know, are you naturally this way or is it just kind of while writing this book and why do you believe it's important to, for people to pay attention to spiritual messages and um and what role do you think that your book plays in foreseeing and influencing real world events so if i wasn't holding back i'm not going to hold back i would say so as scientists if we actually listen to what the other scientists are saying yeah about the possibility of our extinction about how many plants animals insects are going extinct right now and we're supposed to we might lose up to 90 percent of them this century right 
major scientists are calling about this extinction event. So I feel like, and there's a positive and a negative to this. First, we we really are in a in a time where humanity could definitely either be enslaved and survive in a very like uh, subhuman way, maybe with AI, I don't know what else, uh-huh. you know, all the conspiracy theories are out there, or we will awaken, which is where I'm now starting to see that happening. Uh, so we will awaken and we might even awaken more than we ever realized with special abilities where we're like, hey, 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 no, no, no. Okay, we burnt up the planet, but we're going to awaken and we're going to stop and we're going to truly evolve and not become enslaved by corporations or not be in a system that's run by AI and we're not able to change it. So what that means is we're all going to get spiritual messages. In fact, I one of my experiences through all of this was that a lot of other people are having similar kind of knowings uh-huh. and some major people are actually even hitting the same targets that I that I hit uh, which are one of like when my heroines in the book when they go over to planet B they actually discover this advanced human race but except they're just so much more advanced naturally without technology and with technology and they diagnose us with three spiritual diseases Uh right i'm not going to give all of those away but i will tell you this much i did not start out saying i'm going to write a book about these three spiritual diseases like i might have had one and a half in mind but like this it surprised me i was definitely learning as i was writing and i think writing is such a big part of just going inward and our own spiritual journey in fact Currently, I just started this course in Hermetics, which is a ancient spiritual path of just the oneness. And one of the main things that tell us again and again is every time you meditate, write down what, what you experienced. And I, I'm like, well, I've been doing that while writing my novel for the past five years. It definitely took me deeper. I was spiritual. Maybe I should say I was religious as a kid until I realized religion is just breaking my heart. And then I became spiritual and yeah yeah the book parts of it definitely felt um like i didn't come up with it it definitely felt like the universe was speaking through me oh. and i feel like you you know what that feels like you've experienced that yeah yeah we can talk about you know different insights and uh, is this like the only book you're going to write or is it like is it just basically as you you get these hunches you start writing uh, the way you're describing it is actually kind of reminds me of kind of uh, neo in the matrix where it's like the whole planet is like kind of submerged and you know attached to the ai and then he kind of breaks free from all of that <laughs> yeah um this is good for now i feel like i went so deep writing this book like i became a hermit very disconnected and to be honest some parts of it can get disturbing you know one of the reasons why i think love was shown to me was because we need that power and we need that power to charge ourselves up. Not necessarily the romantic lovey-dovey love, but literally the universal love, um, which is a power in me. So for now, I think I'm good. I just need to get this book and the messages in this book out there. I am getting a few other messages, which um, I write down. They're sort of like knowings, but I feel like they're for me. And I don't feel like they're from a for a fiction book. If anything, it might be a nonfiction book that I write maybe in the future when it's time. I'm not going to try and force anything out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, really, you know, again, very fascinating. And so kind of, um, you know, to conclude, talk about, um, you know, you ended on like an inspirational note and you diagnosed humanity with three spiritual diseases, which people should go into the book to read. And then can you elaborate on the significance of gender and understanding these diseases, especially in the context of gender rebellion we're observing in today's youth? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I can speak about the three spiritual diseases, partly because some people might not read the book, or maybe this will make them want to read further. The first disease, which is the one I didn't plan on writing about, which came through me, was that these aliens tell us we are afraid of the dark, and they're not. And that has many, many levels where they also have nocturnal vision. But what their main message is, we are afraid of the unknown. We are afraid of the unshown. And we have so many reactions before we even try to explore the unknown. Like we go up, we go in with shields and all these things. And that was the one that was most intriguing for me to figure out. But I feel like I did a good job at the end. I, I, I had these knowings that helped me explain that. And that goes really deep into duality and polarity and positive and negative and how darkness is thought of as negative in our world, yeah. you know, where, and I explain in the book how it's not exactly scientific to think of it that way, you know, yeah. and how it's affecting our subconscious mind. Um, and they're really urging us to know more, like, don't be afraid of things you don't know. You know, that's the first disease. The second disease is about gender. The second disease is something I've thought of for a while and it's solidified for me is how our world, 95% of it calls God a he. And <laughs> these days, especially in the West, you know, the younger generation is all up in arms about pronouns. Yeah. And that's, that's a reaction when you think of a human race as any chemical system and, and it's growing and whatever issues it had was fine. But now we're at 8 billion people. We are connected with the internet. We're educated there's going to be suddenly a reaction like what's going on with the pronoun thing, you know? So the second disease of humanity is that we worship a male God and we need to now, we are now intelligent enough to realize like, I can't keep saying that. I can't keep saying he it's insulting my own intelligence every time. And it's insulting my own soul every time. So we we're at that point where we need to stop that and snap out of it. Yeah. And of course that'll end a lot of misogyny in our world and it'll be better for both men and women. And I also kind of explained that in the book, how the aliens explained that to us, how both will be happier and more of their true selves if they stop the whole uh, <laughs> masculinization of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. quite interesting because kind of I was had another podcast um, inter on another guest and we're talking about how like the standards is, you know, it's white, American and male. And why is that the standard, you know, for everything? And there's... You point out a very interesting thing is um difference between spirituality and religion and like you know whatever you know god you worship you know these are all just representations of cultures and communities their representation of you know the, the universe so um and uh so that's why i always called the universe you know he she a law of attraction because it's all energy as you described so how can people you know contact you follow your social media it's, you have uh, some really interesting ideas and um you know it's all in this book which will be in the links and show notes yeah the website is planetbethebook.com yeah. and um 
if you guys go there and subscribe, I'll let you know when the print book and the audiobook is out. I also send out some little extras now and then. I will not spam you or email you too much. I think I literally have only maybe once a month or once every two months when the inspiration really hits me and when it feels really authentic. That's when I send out these emails. Apart from that, I I am on TikTok, although that's more of a political, just random thing. It's uh, it's just me. It's not the book. I want to just make that clear in case anyone does follow me on TikTok. It's with love from Planet B, but that's just me. The book is inspired. The book, I would say, is spiritual. It it's I'm going to keep it up there on a pedestal for me at least. And I'm just a human, and I make a lot of mistakes. So the TikTok is just me. And um, yeah, it's also on Amazon. Um, part of the reason I wrote was to give humanity the message. So Amazon, it's free for Kindle members, but Amazon won't really let me make it free. So it's only for one dollar. And I, I did that because I don't want there to be any kind of uh, resistance for people. Like, should I spend ten dollars on this book or not? Like, it's it's just a dollar. And if I could, it, I would make it free. Right. I just want people to get these messages in their conscious, in, in their in their uh, what do you say, in, in their thoughts yeah. so that already we're increasing people's consciousness. But just by saying like, hey, you don't have to call God a he. It might be better for you if you don't. And if the whole world gets that idea now, they're now they know it. Yeah. And if the whole world gets the idea, don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of the darkness. Yeah. You know? And I feel like one of the reasons I was given that message is because there might be and there will be a lot of darkness in the future. There are what people call dark forces. I think that's the wrong terminology. It's just unknown forces doing disturbing things. Anyway, I could go really deep into spirals. <laughs> yeah. Well, really fascinating discussion. I really enjoyed it. And all of um, the resources will be in links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm really honored to be on your show. And I cannot wait to read your book.